You're listening to Life After Shift, a podcast about raising a family on a shift schedule. Your host, Ray Waliani, a firefighter paramedic who works 48-hour shifts, and Carolyn Waliani, who is a labor and delivery nurse working 12-hour shifts. Together, they are raising three children aged 3 to 11 and run a side business selling clothing. This is the good, the bad, the ugly, the shift line. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Live After Shift. This is episode five. I'm also here with my co-host, Carolyn. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> so we're here. We're back. It's now another episode. This is a special podcast that we're doing today because we are live in our Facebook group as well. We don't normally do that. And uh, so kind of behind the scenes. So if you want to check that out go ahead over to life after shift on our facebook page also um, we're broadcasting in our personal side business bonjour boutique little plug hey so we can say basically that <laughs> this podcast is uh, sponsored by bonjour boutique bonjour <laughs> boutique very nice so uh what's going on carolyn you know same same things really just Working. So I guess we can start with the recap. Um, so working, yes, a lot of a lot of work this past week has been very busy for us. What all did we do? I know we've been opposite shifts, and I think this is the first day in the past week that we've been off together. And we both kind of we're busy, mm-hmm. kind of doing our own uh, chores and running around doing errands. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. So what did you do? So let you worked, and then uh, I know that one of the days we both worked at the same time. And what what happened? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what day it is today. Today, you know, <laughs> it's Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. That is a tough one, <laughs> Tuesday. Perfect. Okay. So, oh yeah, I worked um, Thursday, Friday, and then I had Saturday off. And then I worked Sunday, Monday. Right. And I worked uh, Saturday, Sunday. And then, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday prior to that. So the par- uh, yeah. my parents came and picked up the kids. Or, no, you dropped no, the I kids dropped off. No, I dropped the kids off there. Mm-hmm. So you dropped them off. My dad mm-hmm. watched. And my mom watched them for Sunday or Saturday night, Sunday night. And mm-hmm. brought them back. Yes. I heard all loaded up on Mountain Dew. Yes. <laughs> His dad dropped off the kids. At like eight o'clock on Sunday night with Taco Bell, which I'm fine with. Like, it's not that big a deal for them to have Taco Bell for dinner. But he bought them like the dessert cinnamon roll Ooh, ball my favorite. things ugh, from Taco Bell. Is it the and, strawberry ones? I don't know. And then they were also drinking Mountain Dew. Which I didn't realize, and he was like headed out the door, and I was like, "What's in this cup?" Because you know their cups are see-through, and it didn't look like Sprite. And he's like trailing. I hear this Mountain Dew. <laughs> like no. He's like, I got you back. <laughs> Been a crazy twenty-four hours with them, and now, yeah, payback. Walter on Mountain Dew is not fun. But that's all right. Oh, okay. It is on the Facebook page, and it's better now. Perfect. 
excuse me while I uh, cough. A <laughs> little bit uh, not feeling well. We'll I am recovering and getting better. A couple of days of kind of more like a cold. So mm-hmm. this broadcast interrupted on the Facebook page is kind of uh, annoying, but we're gonna. That's not our primary reason here. So we're on the podcast. So hello everyone. So yeah, a uh, busy week. We still made it out to swim and ballet and all that stuff, or you did mostly. I know that Monday, I was kind of, after getting off of work, I was really tired and the kids were kind of coughing, and so we decided to skip swim. Mm-hmm. And then we made it up today and went to swim. And we'll go tomorrow. And hopefully they feel better. They should be feeling better and go tomorrow. Tomorrow, swim and ballet. Oh, yeah. Mina won't miss that. She could be sick and she'll still... <laughs> we kind of have to tell her, no, you can't go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this uh, this episode, this week's topic, which was submitted on our actual Facebook page for Life After Shift, and it was about empty nesters. Now, we don't really have any advice or personal experience from as an empty nester, since we're both here still working. That's not what empty <coughs> nest means. What's that? I said that's not what empty nest. I know we're we're both still working. Our kids are not old enough <laughs> to leave the house yet. They're not yes. eighteen, so we still have a full nest. Yes. Sorry, that's what I meant too. But you can't read my mind, so I don't know. What am I going to do? Anyways, yes. So we don't really have experience uh, with an empty nest since all our kids are three and five and eleven. And so, but anyways, I did look at a web page and did some research and I don't, I, I wish I could have your, uh, the way you go about things is jumping right in here, not really asking about the show until five minutes still. So what do we talk about tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so everything from Carolyn is unscripted and raw <laughs> will be cut it, but it will, we will cut it and edit it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wish... I didn't really, I wasn't any better. I kind of just last second to try to do some research, get some content. I tell myself every week that I have a whole week to come up with a topic and get some notes and do an outline, but I, for whatever reason, don't until the day of, but I hope to get better. Anyways, uh, yeah, so as an emptiness, so I guess the, the concept or that they were talking about, and especially that was submitted on the Facebook group or Facebook page, was how we're, people are doing shift work, whether it's one uh, adult, one parent, or a, another parent. And what's, what's happening is they're opposite shifts or they never see each other because of shift work while they're raising the kids. And once the kids get old enough and they move out, we're, they're at the point of they don't really know each other. And I think that's typical with most, you know, even not even, I'd say, shift work. Emptiness is hard for anyone, shift or not shift work. But, yeah, you know, you're getting to know each other and uh, have to redo everything all over again. Right. You're changing your routines. Yeah. And, and, you know, at this point, like, as an emptiness, you guys can kind of do shift work during the day together and not have to be opposite, which is a good thing. Um, But I, I was reading how a lot of people... The way they dealt with it and 
especially when they're getting older, was more of the fact that finding hobbies. Uh, when you get to the age of mm. kids are gone, mm-hmm. people are were going through school, mm. especially when they're going to school like you know 40, 50, 60, whatever age it is. I don't think I'd want to do that. Uh, the person I read about went through nursing school. Yeah, I would not want to go to nursing school when I was 50 years old. I know, that that would be a... I can't imagine. My brain is like hardly functioning now. I cannot imagine trying to go to school and remember all those things when I'm 50. Right. So kudos to those people who can go to school and like be successful. Yeah, I mean, because it's looking at as 50 or 60 year olds going through nursing school alongside with 20 year olds mid 20s the lower you know yeah that has to be 20s, rough you're kind of standing out and you have to kind of prove yourself but however mm-hmm. you know as a person who's 20 years old going to college or going to school in general you're okay with b's and c's <laughs> and you're just trying to you know yeah you know whatever you know depending on the person because there's people that have to have a's but as an adult, you're more responsible and you're more experienced. You're, you're, you're wanting that A. Mm, I huh. guess. I mean. I mean, if you were going to go back to school now, you'd be okay with a B? Uh, yeah. But <laughs> that's just my easygoing personality, though, I think. Yeah, you're like, yeah, 60% still a pass. No. Yeah. You know, last person, what is it? Someone who scores 60 or 80 or whatever the cutoff is. Still called doctor, right? I mean, my uh, expectations aren't quite that low, but I'm not a perfectionist at all. Yeah, I, like even through medic school, I had to be, I had to try to get an A, and I ended up in the, I didn't get the top of my class, but I ended up with a 94%. That's still pretty dang good. But I was cruising at 99 for the most part, and then I've, took a hit on a couple of tests but still had to be above 80 but brought me down to 94 and then I was even looking at my firefighting transcripts when I had to apply for that other job mm-hmm. and the overall score was 93 for my firefighter academy so nice so I was like and I didn't even remember that I got that or that's what my score was but I'll take it but I'm not one that you know ever got A's in high school and things like that End up, you know, in school, I was happy with a D, maybe a C. I'd always get the D, so just because I didn't even try, I was always, I'd rather have, you know, wanted to go have fun or do other things than study. And my parents wanted me to study, so I don't know if it was a rebellion. And I was just like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. Probably. But that was my score. And then once I got out of high school and on my own, now it's like I got, I got to make sure I at least get a good grade. Yeah, I mean, D's in this state aren't passing. Yeah. We'll see how Avery does. <laughs> He's borderline in math, but he'll he'll get there. Mm-hmm. So, and then other things then... Uh, oh, Avery wants to join a after-school group. Oh, yes. And Ray and I are... I'm okay with it. And I'm not. It's not that bad. It's a group, and it's held together, you know, or it's held after school. It's an official group. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I just, I'm not on board with 
with that kind of group. Like, why can't he just be in like soccer or like Legos? Like he did say baseball. Yeah, I would totally be fine with him being in baseball. I just think Dungeons and Dragons is like a little eccentric, and I mean, it's really not going to help him fit in in middle school. <laughs> it's just going to make him be more eccentric. Yeah, and I was like, you know? I was like, do, do you want to be, you know, the the. And I hate to use the word, but I was like, do you want people to call you a nerd? <laughs> and he was like, uh, someone called me a nerd today. And I told them that, hey, well, nerds make a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, that's that was true. Comeback. And I was like, hey, you know, more power to you. I'm just saying, if he's going to join an after school club, I want him to join something that's a little more mainstream. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I guess not a fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I honestly don't even know what Dungeons and Dragons is, but I think it might be close to what they tried to play at the fire station the other time. Because remember, I told you they played this one oh, game. Oh yeah, no, and I oh, it's like magic or something. No, I, I don't. Uh, it's like it was a board game, and we had to yeah, roll a dice. Uh huh. And depending on what object or what pattern or whatever geometric shape came on the dice was whether you got a hit or you or you attacked or something like that and they had one person that's in charge the dungeon master i guess or whatever it's the storyteller (laughs) i can't (laughs) and it i was like okay i'll play i was thinking this would be a quick you know half hour hour board game no this lasted probably (laughs) Between calls and everything else was probably like a seven-hour game. That is intense. So, anyways. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm fine with Avery doing Dungeons & Dragons after school for his group. His group keeps him out of trouble. And I'd rather have him do baseball, swimming, you know, robotics. That's nerdy. But I think he just wants to try. I, I don't know why. I don't know. I just see this whole thing leading to like LARPing in the park and me sitting in the car like hiding. <laughs> <laughs> come uh, come back at five. <laughs> right? Like I just. I, don't I mean, know, honestly, man. that that was a good movie. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you you've seen the LARPing in the park. That yeah. role models. I mean, that's the only reason I know about it. Do those really exist, though? Yeah. And I think that's, like, that's what they do. Like, the Dungeon and Dragon people, that's that's their thing, right? Mm. <laughs> Live action role play and playing a board game? I don't know. One, you dress up. I guess maybe do you no, dress up it, to play the board game? Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure they're, like, the hand in hand. Hand and sword. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. But I think if he wants to give it a try, it would be okay. But, um, I mean, because how long is it for? He may, he quits a lot too. He may try and realize it's not for him. <coughs> hmm. But, yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to our topic. We, we digress a little Sorry. bit. Sorry. <laughs> But yes, so um, for the empty nest, some people that how they deal with it was going to school, 
mm-hmm. going to nursing school, going to school, doing a hobby. Another one was, you know, some people were stay-at-home moms. And uh, so they've been at home their whole, their whole you know, adult life because mm-hmm. of raising kids. And now they want a job at that age. And that's a, that's a tough age to jump into the job industry. I mean, I guess it depends yeah. what you want or what kind of job you want to do. But if you're at right. home for 30 years, 18 years, depending on how right. spread out the kids are. Well, it depends on what your skills and abilities are and, like, what your education is. But I would imagine re-entering the workforce after a long hiatus is probably pretty difficult. Pretty tough on anyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at that age, I'm ready to retire. (laughs) Which, again, you won't let me retire at that age. Only if I can. I know. I mean, when I hit my retirement at 57, and I have been in for 35 years, ready to retire, and uh, I have well, to get hold another... Hold on, let me pull out my calculator. How long will have I been a nurse? When did you start? So I'll have 28 years in. So you'd be able to retire. You can retire anytime after 2025. I don't know. You'll be able to more than likely retire at 25. Because how old were you when you joined or became a nurse? Let's 25. say St. Joe's. I was, tw- well, I was 25 when I became a nurse. Right, I think I did the math wrong. I think I was 26. You're 2012, right? 26, 27. I think I was 27 when I started at St. Joe's. Maybe 26. Well, as long as you have, you know, your five, ten years to get invested, to get invested in there, and you have that, and I think you'd have to go at least 20 years at St. Joe's. So you're at eight years now, and you had 12 years. So in 12 years' time. I don't know. I don't know. It got quiet for a second, but I think that was our air conditioner in the background or a heater. (laughs) But yeah, so you you got about 20 years. So I think right about the time I retire, you probably right around there too. But it just depends because there's a point where when you're working, it doesn't make sense to work anymore when you make more pulling your retirement. So, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so th- those are some options that were given about uh, the whole what to do after an empty nest. And so the, the topic, the next topic I would say, which is a hot topic that's been going on and consumes everyone's week, is... Dun, dun, dun. Coronavirus. <laughs> so here we are in Washington State, and we are at the ground zero for the United States. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is out there freaking out like it's The Purge. The Purge? You ever seen the movie The Purge? No, oh, no, I don't do horror movies. It's not a horror movie. It's just um... a scary movie. <laughs> same thing but it's just basically no rules everyone's out to kill each other one night stay inside lock lock your doors that sounds terrible because there's no rules for one night only people can kill you and it's legal that is the purge that's kind of how i feel it is right now with the coronavirus don't go out you might get killed all over toilet paper (laughs) yeah true Yes. 
it is very uh definitely a hot topic in our area i know it is also nationwide I, i've seen and heard people on facebook mm-hmm. going and buying toilet paper and there's not even the coronavirus in their community <laughs> they've probably seen what's going on here and i don't even know why and a lot of people can't figure out why the toilet paper I'm, i don't know i mean I mean, when you get sick, I mean, you have diarrhea, I guess. Yeah, but that's not even part of this virus. I mean, you have diarrhea with the flu, just is a byproduct sometimes. Really, even though it's a respiratory problem, but, you know, a lot of times people, when you get an infection, sometimes they'll I, have uh, diarrhea. Huh. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's but not a symptom, but, you know, maybe that's what I they think, think they're going to have. it's more about, like, the quarantine, not being able to leave your house for, like, two weeks. You want to make sure, they just want to make sure they have enough toilet paper for the two-week quarantine, The problem is I've seen people with five, six Costco baskets full, <laughs> videos of like all that. Like a two-year supply of toilet yeah, paper? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I can understand two weeks. You, if everyone went and got one pack of, of Costco diapers. <laughs> diapers? diapers. <laughs> well, might as well go diapers too, I guess, right? But Costco toilet paper, we'd be fine. Everyone would have enough. There wouldn't be that, you know, much mm-hmm. of a... Of a craze for it. I don't know. But it's just like people's anxiety, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean. Anxiety I, I, makes you do crazy things. Makes you do crazy shit. <laughs> which is why you need toilet paper. <laughs> and, exactly. And then, and then the water. I mean, I can kind of see the water. I mean, okay. People are, are thinking that like disaster kit need to survive. Going to live out of your house. Apocalypse kind of zombies running around. Let's get. I would say I'd make more sense if people were running around stocking up on ammo. And guns. Yeah. Because they are going to hoard and protect their toilet paper. Yeah, the whole thing is just so bizarre. So bizarre. How bizarre? What people need to be stocking up on is Tylenol, you know, vitamins. Yeah, you know, Tylenol, vitamins. And another thing in my community that a lot of people are talking about... (coughs) is uh there's probably going to be a baby boom in about 10 months well i mean depends you know yeah that between that and because everyone's stuck in their house mm-hmm. or the fact that hey you know what if i'm gonna die we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying like remember when we had that really bad snowstorm a while back yeah and people were stuck in their houses and you know, schools were closed, work were closed, we, we couldn't drive anywhere. We had a real nice baby boom after that snowstorm. So, you know, I am I think that's probably going to happen again. Yeah. But with that case, too, though, people were stuck inside and healthy. I'm assuming yeah. the people stuck inside are going to be sick. Well, um, not if you're just on quarantine. Yeah. But or self quarantine, you know, like some though. like you're like you know Serena's working from home. I guess if you had tele- and Ryan, they're telecommuting. They're not going to work, and there's a lot of people that aren't aren't going to work. They're working from home, so you know you get distracted. I guess. I guess you know, yeah. <laughs> Those the people that are trying to you know stay from trying to prevent getting it. I guess able to stay home. I think of quarantine, you you know, which is probably the more the what most people are doing or the right way to do it, but everyone's freaking out not going anywhere. But if you've been exposed to someone that has it, you're in quarantine, self-quarantine, mm-hmm. keeping yourself away. 
And then once you start getting symptoms, you become go to isolation and get yourself to a hospital, things like that, or ride it out. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah. But I guess th- that's the quarantine I think of. And so I'm like, ah, if someone's, you know, potentially exposed and they're in quarantine because they want to, until they get symptoms, do you continue, do you go and, you know, have sex or, or with the potential of spreading it? But then if you're in quarantine with, you know, family at home, they're going to get it anyways. Yeah. I mean, which they tell you to quarantine, which we would do in our guest bedroom and use a separate bathroom if it came down to that. Right. But yeah, so I I don't know. I I think there's a lot of people freaking out, but at the same time, I think there's good reason for concern. And over the, you know, I've seen mixed results from and mixed videos from different doctors. So they, they throw their the title of the doctor on there and you got some doctors that are freaking out or saying yeah this is a big deal and then you got some doctors like ah it's no big deal it's just like the flu and so I've I've seen both sides and both types of doctors or different doctors saying you know both sides of the coin and it's right I think a lot of people the problem is we don't know much about this Mm -hmm. so it's kind of tough to say hey you know I think people are just talking just to talk and they don't really know either way yeah i'm kind of the same i'm like torn a little bit just because like people are like oh yeah it's just like the flu but then i go to work and there's like one floor dedicated to people who are rule out or who are positive and like okay we don't do that for the flu so that that's you know that's new and different so that kind of makes me a little bit nervous just because <laughs> the sound of wine being poured why don't you just go ahead and pour me some more too while you're at it thank you you're welcome so yeah I mean it's it's tough to say but I think we're doing a lot of this based off of uh, the unknown yeah that's true we really don't know so we are erring hopefully on the side of caution true and uh, it, it's hard to to say until we get more data and more know more about it. The problem is, you know, they say that the flu has killed, you know, so many thousands of people. Right. And the flu's worse is what people are saying. But the problem is the flu has killed so many people mm-hmm. and that's with everyone aware about it. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. We have vaccines. We have immunizations and all that stuff. And we also have Tamiflu. Yeah, we have all that stuff, mm-hmm. yet we got that many people that have died on it. This yeah. here, no one knows anything about, really. Just the basics of our MERS and SARS and all that, mm-hmm. which this is a different strand. We don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And so people are dying off of this, and we don't know what to do yet, other than wash our hands. Which most viruses, it's not, you know, it's not one of them like Ebola or certain other things where like, oh my gosh, we can actually wash our hands and prevent it, yeah. which is good. But at the same time, we're not 100% sure. Yeah. Because the problem, I, I think too, which helps in, in both sides of us saying that this isn't that big of a deal, is we're not testing everyone. That's true. So yeah, with that many people dying, 
I think there's 22 as of today or 23 as of today in Washington State that have tied. And uh, 14 people in Pierce County alone today have been diagnosed or present presumptive positive. But I think with that, a lot of people are, we don't know how many people are actually getting it. Yeah. To dilute the number. So whether, you know, yeah, if there's maybe, you know, hundreds and thousands of people out there that already have it and it's just a normal cold-like symptom. Right. So they're not counting that. So then our ratio is kind of not all there. We're only testing the severe symptoms like, or the flu-like symptoms right now. Mm-hmm. And with that flu-like symptoms, that kind of people are testing positive. Because I think there's a whole, I think that number at that Life Center Care mm-hmm. has doubled today. Oh, really? As far as people that are testing positive. Not the deaths, but testing positive. Mm-hmm. But there are a handful of people that are recovered, too. Yeah. So I think until we have more accurate numbers, it's hard to tell mm-hmm. that 2% may be down to a point two or not. Right. Just have to wait it out, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. But the, the problem with vaccines and things like that, too, is FDA, it's going to take, it takes a year to right. do anything. So it might be. Well, it takes many years, but there was already a similar vaccine that was ready to go. So they only need about a year to get that vaccine up and going. Right. So, yeah, but it takes many years, but even for now, I think at the earliest we'll probably see something in like 18 months. Mm-hmm. I agree. But um, with that, so who knows how the potential of it. And now most people that are getting it, which, you know, you can never know. We may even have it with our cold-like symptoms. Got it from someone and just, no, we're not getting tested on this little of a severity. Right. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a multivirus. It'll act as a cold or upper respiratory, but then worst case scenario, it goes lower respiratory. Right. So who knows what we have now? It could just be a normal cold, normal sinus. But, you know, you, you had it a week prior. Maybe you got it from the hospital. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it is coronavirus. But, you know, at the same time, it's, for us, it's not that big of a deal the healthy person or the average adult Mm -hmm. average kid not a big deal but our biggest fear and problems with this is more of trying to contain it and keep it from spreading to the elderly and the immune compromised children and people like that Mm -hmm. and you know at work we've already had a couple cases not cases i'd say or your typical febrile febrile seizures or febrile person someone that's got a fever Mm-hmm. Calling nine one one, so we're exposed to that, and you know we don't know if it is or isn't. But you know that's the normal job, what we normally respond to. The only difference now is this: we know about this, so it's hard to say. You know, yeah. But once they got start taking it a little bit more seriously, and start testing more people, and then we'll get there. Yeah, I'm just hoping that. Uh, so right now, with our trip to Paris, it's coming in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like France is gonna ban any travel, but Italy is on a isolation for their whole country. Right, there is or quarantine. I did see that the um, the American or the like U.S. embassy in France put out a level two. Um, 
like travel alert. Like a health travel? Yeah, just like an alert, not like an advisory. Because they do have a level two travel advisory or alert or whatever mm-hmm. that's been existing just from riots or from the yeah from the uh, yellow vest protest. Right. But then now they have it. Is it part of the health? Yeah, and then it also like it was just like a thing from the embassy that they put out, and it also just told like Americans who are in France like where they could go if they had questions or where they could go get tested or you know that sort of thing yeah and that's, so. that's always good um now from that point standpoint i think we're we should be okay for our trip yeah i really think that it will probably be um you know died down by then especially no, <laughs> no um especially since our trip isn't until may you know that's like the end of flu season yeah so um, hopefully it gets warmer and starts to yeah exactly if but we don't know if this will survive that's the, true the heat i mean we don't again. know but watch this be some freak virus that lasts through summer too maybe that's just like the optimist in me but i just think that by may things will have like stabilized and and be you know be so, fine Hopefully, yeah, things kind of pass over and get a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. The only concern I'm having now at this point with our travel plans is there was rumors that our governor, Inslee, mm-hmm. may rumored of a quarantine or travel ban for anyone in Washington to leave. What? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, does he have the power to keep us in state? I guess we well, we have to follow state laws, right? If they enact enact a state of emergency, then we drive to Portland. That's how do we change our flight? I don't know. That's gonna be another thousand dollars per person. But I thought about. It. I mean, we can drive. Th- they may stop the plane flights out, but they can't stop us at. We'll find some route crossing the border of, into Oregon, but then we'd have to figure out our plane trip. Because we're from Seattle straight to London. I mean, Portland's a big airport. Just like SeaTac, right? Well, I mean, it's a big airport, but we got to have plane tickets to get out. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. If that Portland happens, does go straight, we'll go to London I as think, well. But, but also, like, if we were to call the airlines and be like, look. No, I don't think that would go the way you're thinking about it. are canceled out of our airport. How I can think, you help us? I think if it's canceled, and for those reasons... They would be like, yes, you're not coming here. You're from Washington. <laughs> yeah, you stay on your side of the border. Don't bring that crap over to our state. I don't think the airlines ca- like cares. The air- airlines do care. They've canceled people's flights if you have fl- They're now screening also. Right. If you're positive for a fever and that stuff. I get that, but, but I mean. I mean, hopefully they're not like Washingtonians. No, you're not coming on here and boarding our If flights. our flight gets canceled for reasons out of our control, I feel like. They might work with us. Maybe they might work with us to cancel and refund, but not give us a ticket. <laughs> I don't know. I think you it'll be okay in two months, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just hoping that we don't do something like that where we quarantine everyone yeah. in Washington State. Yeah, that would be rough for traveling. I, I I can understand if they ban people because they have a fever, do some screening, or say, hey, you know what? Two weeks before we go, we will self quarantine in our house mm-hmm. and then go 
and I, I we'll have people sign off every day that we were here. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll get to that. But there was that rumor with that, so we'll see. Yeah. And uh, things are changing daily. So mm-hmm. even the two days I've been off work, I'm sure our procedures have changed since we've more confirmed people having it and more more deaths. Yep. But at the same time, hopefully they learn more about it too, to where, you know, it's slowing down. <coughs> All right, so I guess we can wrap that up for right about 38 minutes, so that's good. We can probably wrap this up in... Uh, Did we even talk about empty nesters? For like a minute. <laughs> the problem is we don't really have much experience. I, I have set it up to where we can receive guests over Skype. So maybe we can figure something like that out. And someone that has experience with shift work as an empty nester can call in and do an interview and answer some questions that we may have. All right. But not just that topic. We can do that with other topics. So if you're interested in being a guest on our show, please contact. I, I mean, we have our email domain, right? So Yeah. I pick something at lifeaftershift.com and it'll go to us. Pick something? Yeah. Podcast at lifeaftershift.com. You can do dot com, yeah. Oh, okay. Dot com. Um, you you can put interview at lifeaftershift.com. dot com. Really? You can do guest. Anything at lifeaftershift.com dot com comes in. How does that work? Well, when they choose that domain, it goes to the mailbox, and then anything at there just routes it. It'll just go straight to us. Wow, I did not know that's how it worked. Well, I mean that's one way of doing it otherwise everyone sets up individually if you have a i mean they could write like poo poo head at life after com and yeah. it'll come to us it'll go straight to carolyn <laughs> <laughs> but yes that's crazy um anything okay. yeah you can email us at anything and right. uh, it'll get good to us to know. It, otherwise you know when you have people it's good for like one or two people businesses but when you have like lots of people and employees you want actual mailboxes for each person and that becomes then you can't do everything out there so all right so to recap we talked a little bit about empty nesters while on shift and then the rest was about coronavirus because that's what's going on around us that's true and that's going around in the news everywhere yep worldwide worldwide boats and hose <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Prestige. Worldwide. Uh-huh. Worldwide. <laughs> oh, boy. Why are you all sweaty? It's watching <laughs> cops. <laughs> cops doesn't come on at 3 o'clock. It comes on at 5. Which, Pierce County is back on cops. Oh, I'm sure really? sure you've seen that. No, you I haven't. That? No. Going around Facebook, but uh, Pierce County is back on cops for this <laughs> latest episodes. Last next three episodes are on there. So if you see a Pierce County cop, wave. You'll be on TV. Oh boy. Maybe. I'm sure they'll be recording a lot of coronavirus calls. Ugh. Fighting over toilet paper. That's gonna make the news or make the cops episodes. That'd be awesome. Which reminds me, I gotta go to Costco on Friday. Good luck. Hopefully, everything will be there except for toilet paper, so, and water. Good thing we stocked up already. Yep. Well, we bought one case of toilet paper, like, a week prior, two weeks prior. 
So we'll see if we still have some. Yeah. We should probably get another bundle that way in two weeks when we need it. We don't have to worry about if it's there or not. True. And uh, if you're those people that are buying N95 masks for no reason, don't do it. Don't need it. They say the N95 mask, it is effective. It's great for healthcare workers, great for us. And it's good if you do have it. But I think if you are, if you do come down with the coronavirus, a surgical mask is just as good to keep it from particles from spreading to other people. But if you wear an N95 mask and you're not infected and you're walking around public outside, yeah, that all it's going to do is make you touch your face more. And then you're going to get it. Make you touch your face more or less? More. Because if you have a mask, it ma- you've worn those N95 masks, they get itchy for long periods of time. I have not worn an N95 mask for more than the, uh, what's it called? Fit test. Oh, really? You just wear a surgical mask? And oh, you wear the OR, the little cloth? Yeah, I just wear a surgical mask Yeah. for the for the OR. Yeah, so N95 though. That, so. that stuff gets itchy, and if you have glasses, it fogs up your glasses really bad. Like. I have sneezed into a surgical mask before. Oh, gross. <laughs> Well, it doesn't protect you from <laughs> particles, but it still keeps it kind of there. It's pretty unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for tonight. We are out of here. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Hopefully we'll come up with a different topic and we'll be a little bit more prepared. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to Life After Shift. You can visit us at www.lifeaftershift.com. Thank you.